Hey, Auburn podcast listeners, you know Hooters is your place for game day, but did you know Hooters now offers online ordering? In fact, they've teamed up with SEC Country to give you $5 off any order of $25 or more. It's simple to do. Just visit Hooters.com slash to go to place your order for the upcoming game. Make sure you use promo code SEC fans. That's one word. SEC fans to receive $5 off any order of $25 or more orders. They have to be placed online. That's SEC fans at Hooters.com slash to go to place your order for the upcoming game. This is the podcast on the plane, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast brought to you by SECCountry.com. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and today in studio, for the first time in a while, a while, joined by Lauren Shute, SEC Country's own. Lauren, happy, uh, what day is it, Thursday? Happy Thursday to you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Almost Friday. Yeah, missed you the last few weeks. Glad you're back. Thank you. Thank you. Glad uh, glad we're warmer because one of the times you missed because because of snow day things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which is ridiculous. But that's another day right. discussion. Right. But yes, yeah. So our main thing we wanted to talk about today, just kind of reviewing the month of January, which is ridiculously busy for an off season. Ridiculous. It's actually kind of stupid, but. <laughs> The first thing with Auburn losing to UCF in the Peach Bowl, which seems like that was years ago. Yeah, that does seem like a really long time ago. It's hard to believe that was last month. It is. Four juniors declare for the NFL draft. Carlton Davis, on Johnson, Jeff Holland, and Cam Petway. Mm-hmm. And at that point, everyone started worrying, okay, was it, is Jared Stedham going to go as well? Jared Stedham announces via Twitter that he's staying. Says there's, quote, unfinished business to take care of. Then we find out Jared Stedham has shoulder surgery. They had a procedure done, and he's walking around in a sling. Auburn men's basketball, they're ranked for the first time since 2003. That happened last month in January. Eventually reached top 15, ranked 11 in the AP poll. And also, last month, they took a two-game lead in the SEC over Florida and Kentucky. Staying with men's basketball, Austin Wiley, we found out information on him. He was ruled ineligible for the rest of this season, but is ruled eligible for future seasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if he were to uh, come back to Auburn, back to football, Herb Hand left as his post uh, for, for offensive line coach at Auburn and becomes the offensive line slash co-offensive coordinator at Texas. So he gets a little bit of a pay raise. Mm-hmm. Auburn hires J.B. Grimes. Auburn hires Marcus Woodson as another defensive backs coach. It looks like his specialty is going to be like turnovers. Um, Alan Green, of course, named as athletics director, which that was an exciting that hire. Big. Very big hire. As you said earlier when we were talking about it, never knew someone could win over so many people with a press conference. Yeah, just utter domination. And then most recently, Auburn announcing spring practice schedule and the time for A-Day. Five Tigers participate in the Senior Bowl. Austin Golson, Ike Powell, Trey Matthews, Trey Williams, Daniel Carlson. Auburn baseball practice starts. Auburn softball practice starts. And then recruiting actually a little bit slower, you know, just as far as National Signing Day stuff because of the early signing period that wrapped up at the end of December. Right. But uh, Auburn has gotten four commits 
last month in January. Harold Joyner committed on the 14th. Anthony Schwartz committed on the 4th. And Roger McCreary commits on the 24th. And then Auburn also froze for a couple days. Right. So <laughs> that's tundra. So that's a lot of stuff that happened. That's a lot of stuff in the that's month a really of January. For, January for it to be an off season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a very good thing. I think there's a lot of positive in that, even though there's some negative. Um, but yeah, just a really, really busy January. It didn't seem like things slowed down nearly as much as last year around this time. Right. Right. Yeah, because. I don't know. This just seems like a very solid way to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but so many people that I came across the end of 2017 were just like, man, this year needs to be over. Yeah. Um, and I think 2018 is kind of on a different track for Auburn fans. Right, right. And basketball really setting the tone because football, the season started out the same way with the UCF losses that it last calendar year yeah. with a loss to Oklahoma. But basketball kind of changing the tone a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that it's going to stretch, you know, it looks like well into March um, is going to kind of set the tone for the next couple of months. I mean, it's just so crazy to me that Auburn, a virtual lock for the NCAA tournament. Say that one more time. Auburn basketball. Basketball. A virtual a lock. virtual lock. For the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, I will openly admit that I was one of those people that did not think this team would be that successful. I thought um, maybe fans and you know media members, things like that, were being a little bit too critical, but mm-hmm. did not see you know possibly a 31 season coming. Right. Um, just really impressive what they've been able to do. I asked Seth Greenberg a question, and, and Seth has been on the podcast before, the ESPN college basketball analyst. I asked him the question. I, I want to get your thoughts on his response. I bet you agree with him more than I do. Okay. What are I asked him? What are Auburn's chances at making a run to be a one seed? His response says it was no chance. Don't have enough marquee wins. Mm. While I agree that Auburn right now does not have enough marquee wins, I think saying no chance is, is a hyperbole. I think no chance is a little extreme. I think. They could have enough marquee wins. Um, I think their non-conference schedule is kind of tough. I don't think they really had a marquee win through that slate. No, I mean, the best one is, what, Middle Tennessee? I think they're having a pretty good season. I was going to say UAB. Yeah. Maybe. I, you know, I, the, but there's the, not the, a quality win is right, the point. Right, the fact that you have to think about it is, right. is, is enough. But I think if they... Um, beat Kentucky, if they beat South Carolina. Florida on the road. Yeah, I think there's a chance that they could string together enough quality wins to maybe have a shot at it. Mm -hmm. I don't think Auburn should be gunning for that number one seed. I know that would make, you know, would be historic and would do all these things, but just for that team, I think it would serve them better to not be a one seed. I just didn't like his response of no chance. Just say, eh, a lot would need to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I thinking about one seeds in past tournaments, you think about like standout players and guys. Um, you know, I think Josh Jackson from Kansas. And yeah. uh, there's certain names that come to mind with one seeds. And I don't think that Auburn has that. I think that might be playing into his no chance answer a little bit. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't know. That, that would be my only thought, like right off the top of my head about why they wouldn't be a one seed. You don't okay. really have like a marquee guy, um, Buddy Heald. Um, yeah, there's just names that come to mind yeah. with one seeds. Yeah, I don't, know. I, I don't disagree with that. 
So, so you think it would actually benefit Auburn to not be a one seed? I think it would benefit them to not be a one seed. I think, you know, we've talked about it. They, they obviously have a target. They're obviously, you know, they've got a lead in SEC play by a couple of games. Um, pick the four and fourteen. They have the shirt going on. I mean, there's tons of reasons that reasons that this team is a target. But I think um, a, a one seed would just kind of make that even bigger and brighter. And I don't think that would just serve Auburn well. Um, yeah. So you, you don't think that they have a target on their back now? No, I think they do. Okay. But I think being a one seed in the NCAA tournament puts it at a completely different level. And the fact that Auburn hasn't been to an NCAA tournament in so long, if this was, you know, if they'd been a few years ago and got knocked out early or something like that, I could see it. But I don't think they're a one seed not having been in 15 years. I think that's a little extreme. But you think you think if they were a two or a three seed, it'd be that much different? I think it would be that much different, that much better, yeah. Just because of the, the weighted load of what a one seed means yeah just kind of what that bracket would look like I think it would just serve them better okay all right so you mentioned Auburn doesn't have that guy and I've had this debate with people Mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people say okay this team goes as far as Mustafa Heron takes them and I don't think I agree with that I don't know that I agree with that I think I think Mustafa Heron while he is streaky and if Mustafa Heron goes off like what we saw against LSU I mean, if he opens up a game like that, it's it, it, it's it's over. Just ten straight makes. Right, it's over. Right. It's over. I think he ended up eight for ten, and I don't really understand why he quit shooting at that point. Right. But, but to me, it's and we've talked about Jared Harper before. And while I think his role is important, Auburn can still blow people out when Jared Harper goes like two for ten from the floor. Right. I think it's Bryce Brown. I think it's Bryce Brown. Um, I said this very early on. I think it's Deshaun Murray. Okay. I think it's absolutely Deshaun Murray. I think Deshaun Murray, though, is so steady with what he's doing. Like He, he just has a, na- a knack for getting offensive rebounds. Right. right? He's, he's, he's the best in the conference, or at least you know he's in that conversation. Like I don't know if we need Deshaun Murray to explode offensively to do anything I mean, just I because I think, think you need sorry no go ahead I don't think you need him to explode but I think he needs to keep doing what he's been doing and keep that steady kind of presence I think if he falls off Bryce doesn't go off okay I, think, I agree that, that goes hand in hand and maybe that's again I, we've talked about my bias as a post player but I think Deshaun Murray plays a lot into what Bryce Brown has been able to do whether people realize that or not okay I agree with that I agree with that yeah it's just Auburn's still able to put up virtually 80 points when Deshaun Murray scores nine. Right. And if, if if Bryce Brown scores 20 points in a game, I don't think Auburn's losing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, don't get me wrong. I definitely think Bryce is the guy. I would say him more than Mustafa, but I just think that what Deshaun Murray has brought down low and kind of that presence and that grit. Um, I mean, he, I can't remember what game it was, but there was a game I was covering where early on he was kind of the show and he was kind of the guy and he even picked up a couple of bad fouls, but that just didn't matter because of his mentality and kind of don't back down attitude was so big. Yeah. I think that team has fed a lot off of that this year um, and just what he's been able to do. Uh, I, I just think he's been huge. Watching the, the TV broadcast, the analyst always make a big deal of Deshaun Murray's play. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, Deshaun Murray's going off tonight. Or, man, he's making his presence felt tonight. Like, That's just Deshaun Murray. Yeah. Like no, At, the, at this point, if he does that on pretty much every game, mm-hmm. that's who he is. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so impressed with him. He just... I wrote about this. I think I may have tweeted it one one of the last games, but he's just one of those players that like you hate to play. 
like somehow he just always is after a rebound and like kind of always on someone's tail. Um, and I think, you know, I, I had a, a follower tweet at me okay. looking at the box score of the Ole Miss game. And they were asking, you know, great that we won, but how did Ole Miss lose this game? Well, I'll tell you. Um, Jared Harper had mentioned before that game the importance of turnovers. Ole Miss averaged going into that game around 11 turnovers, and they finished with 17. Yeah, They had 12 in the first half. Yeah, And Auburn is the kind of team – um, gosh, I remember playing club teams just growing up and things like that. It's like when a team has such good chemistry and kind of everything is clicking, it you know they have depth, they physically wear teams down, but just mentally, they, they wear teams down and they're frustrating. And I think again, Deshaun Murray kind of plays into that just because it's kind of that just never stop hustling, um, kind of always coming up with a big play um, personality. I guess you could say. I think that's kind of Auburn in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the depth, and, and that old Miss game was interesting because I think Auburn won that game playing differently than they typically do. Right. The bench was bad. Yeah, the bench was bad. Chuma was, I'm looking at the box score right now. Right. 20, it's 26 to 8. And Chuma had three points, right? Mm-hmm. And then Horace had the other five. Yeah. Is, is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yep, I believe so. And, and Okiki, I, I, I think that was his worst game of, of the year. It was not great. Um, it was not great. He was one for four, uh, one for two from the line, three rebounds. He only played 18 minutes. Um, just w- didn't really have a, a f- an effect, I guess. He had four fouls too, didn't he? Yeah, and he's been so, so effective. Yeah, he had four fouls. And then Davion Mitchell had um, four as well, right? And he didn't get any points. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Jim had one foul. Jim had one foul. Okay, Davion had four. Yeah, Davion Is that right? had okay. four. Um, but yeah, had been so effective, had come up with some really big clutch shots. Um, and just didn't really do a whole lot against Ole Miss. Right, right. I was looking at three-point shooting numbers earlier today because I wanted to see like where Bryce was. I, I assumed he was first in the conference, mm-hmm. but I wanted to see by how much, and it's by 10. He has, he's made 75 threes, and the second place is Robertson. He's okay. made 65. So Bryce made 10 more shots than the second-place person in the conference. But I wanted to see at where he was placing from a three, like for percentage standpoint. right. Do you know who leads Auburn in three-point shooting percentage? Anthony McLemore. It's not. Dang it. <laughs> it's not. It's Chumo Kiki. Okay. okay. I, I bet McLemore's up there. I he's got to be up there. I didn't keep scrolling down. I just yeah. want to see who was first. I, but, I, he maybe has taken th- 10 three-pointers, but he's got to be like 60%. Yeah. Seems like he makes one a game now. Yeah. He only did, you know, he's probably around 50%. So, I was so confident no. in that answer. Yeah. Dang it. No, but it, it, it's Chuma. It's Chuma. And I think when you look at Auburn's bench, even though they did not play well on the road against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of them represent a lot of very bright futures. Yeah. Right. I mean, Chumo Kiki could be a star in the conference. Oh my gosh, a total star, total star. I kind of picture what Chumo Kiki is doing, comparable to what Lauren Shute did at Richmond. Uh, I think not. <laughs> but no, I I've said, <laughs> I've said before, Chumo Kiki has been so impressive. The fact that he's come in as a freshman and has done what he's done. Um, just I can see really great things for him in the future. I think he's going to be a huge contributor. Right. Okay. All right. So moving on to uh, kind of some things that are happening at SCTCountry.com. You and Justin putting out some player comparisons. Player comparisons. I've gotten some good feedback on it this week. Um, it's been really fun to work on. Started off with um, one of the early ones was Jatarvius Whitlow to Cameron Artis Payne. 
which was not one of the more popular comparisons, apparently. But um, yeah, there are some similarities, kind of explosive bursts. They're both running backs. They're both running backs. <laughs> kind of a size um, comparison there that's very similar. Uh, both really great basketball players, just all around athletes, kind of. Um, They're both running backs. Of course. <laughs> of course, Whitlow has not played a whole lot yet, but um, just going off of what um, players have said, coaches have said, things like that, kind of showing the same potential, at least. I don't think this is the best one. I don't, I don't, I think it's up there. I okay. I'm pretty confident in it. All right. What are some um, other ones? Uh, Darius Slayton to Sammy Coates. I like the potential of this one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've seen Darius Slayton kind of used in the same way. And, I need to be careful saying that because he was obviously Auburn's deep threat this year. Right. But he hasn't made those ridiculous catches that Sammy mm. made while he was there. He, he, I think he's had a couple. The one against Georgia. The grab, yeah. That was great. Yep. That's really the only one that comes to mind as far as his, you know, great, you know, blockbuster yeah, sports center top 10 catches. catches. But I do think he's more consistent than Sammy Coates. I mean, Sammy yeah. Coates will be wide open and drop something. Yeah, Darius Slayton, you haven't seen that. Yeah, and I made a note of that as well. I um, almost think I would rather have the consistency of Slayton over the you know highs and lows of Sammy. Yeah, yeah, would argue that. Would argue that. Um, another one was. I think he's going to take a big step this year too. Yeah, I do too. I, I mean, think I he's, just, he's due for a monster year. I think he would have had a monster year last year, but I think a lot of people. I don't think they really realize that he got hurt for a big chunk of it. Yeah, dealt with injuries kind of the, the beginning of the year. Um, definitely would have come on stronger. I think him and Sammy kind of offer the same personality type a little bit. Um, kind of quiet, but when you get them talking a little bit, very funny. Okay. Um, you know, friendly with everybody, very respected in the locker room. I think there's a lot of comparisons just personality-wise between these players that we didn't really talk about. Sure. Um, talked about Marlon Davidson um, and how he kind of – you know, obviously came onto the scene very, very strong as a freshman, kind of dealt with injuries last year. Um, his comparison was D Ford. Okay. Because he also kind of came onto the scene, you know, solid, and mm-hmm. then exploded kind of his senior year, dealt with injuries. Um, similar players coming off the edge. I like this as far as the history that you mentioned. You know, there's some parallels there. And also their impact on the defensive front. I, now, D Ford, I think, is a little more of a, a buck end than the strong side defensive end that Marlon plays Mm -hmm. but a lot of a lot of similar skill sets between those two and just general impact on the defensive front I mean both of them are ridiculously talented ridiculously gifted D Ford a first round draft pick I think Marlon Davidson will be favored to be a first round draft pick Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he'll declare after this season I think you should for his sake yeah and uh, D Ford very good in the NFL, I think Marlon Davidson be very good very in the good NFL. Very good in the NFL. I think there's a lot of comparisons. Size-wise, again, very similar. Um, another one was Daryl Williams um, to Josh Bynes. Bynes had a huge role in that 2010 National Championship championship team for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, huge, you know, pro potential. Um, Bynes has kind of bounced around a little bit. Very athletic guys. Really athletic, kind of the same size um, comparison again. Probably a little bit undersized for that ideal linebacker but yeah. both uh, run very well. Both have pretty good hands, too. Yeah, and I think the steady improvement that they both made over time, um, I think that's kind of been the case with Daryl as well, and very respected, you know, again, a locker room guy, um, things along that line. I'm glad you bring that up. Do you remember when the whole, like, knock against Malzahn was he couldn't develop people? Do you remember that? Isn't that still a knock? I'm not hearing it as much. Okay. I'm not hearing it as much, and I'm glad. Yeah. And I'm glad. Yeah, but I think absolutely. when you have four juniors to declare for the draft in a year... 
I think that's proof that that's just baloney. It's probably time to stop saying right. you can't just develop stop. people. Just stop. Just if you wanna, stop it. If you want to say you can't win a bowl game, that's fine. That is valid. That's fine. <laughs> when your only <laughs> when your only postseason wins against Memphis, like okay, burning, you can say yeah. that. Yes. All right. Yes. Continue on. Um, Noah Igbenogany, can you guess? Only because you told me already. Okay. Should I say something else to be wrong? Yeah. Um. Darvin Adams. Nope, wrong. Quan Bray. Quan <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, Speed guys, um, a lot of receiver capability and ability. Um, Igbenogany really impressed with his hands early on. Um, everybody knew he was a speed athlete. Comes mm-hmm. from two Olympic track star parents. I don't know how much better your genes can be. Literally in bred to be an athlete. Literally perfect. Um, but Quan Bray and him both uh, having huge effect in the return game. And that's kind of how Igbenogany got his start as a freshman. You say like a huge effect regarding the return game, but Igbenogany really didn't do a whole lot in the return game. But I like the comparison. I think it's a fan. It's a great comparison. It, it, totally it may bad. be the best one. I think, I think he ended on the high note with the big run in the Peach Bowl I think he ended kind of on that comparison where like you kind of see this potential of that guy could be that guy okay I'm not disagreeing with you yeah yeah I, I think that's the best one yet <laughs> um Jordan Peters to Josh Holsey okay I think that's another solid one there's a lot of similarities I there. love that you're patting your own back on this I, mean, I love I... that you're like that was good <laughs> you see what I just said? That was really good on my part. There's just some similarities. That's not what I'm meaning to do at all. Um, I just am excited talking about these guys. I think it's cool. And I, again, I think there's a lot of personality traits that kind of they both have um, in various cases and, and things like and that. And I'm trying to think of Josh Holsey's transition to being like, you know, a, a full-time starting DB. And I'm trying to think like, Early on in his career, did he start as like he played the, early on? Was it like the was he a dime back early on, or was he pretty much always like a kind a solid DB? Bounced around, yeah. And, and I think you may Peters see that with done. Peters, right, right. Because right. I don't know if, I mean, I guess he may start as one of the two safety spots. He may get some chance at nickel. I don't know right. what they're planning to do with moving Jeremiah Denton around, but no, I I, I like that one as well. I yeah. like that one. Yeah, and then um, there's also that kicker comparison, which. You just kind of have to make. Because so Anders Carlson. Anders so. Carlson to Cody Parkey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because he looks, they look just like twins. What, he and Cody Parkey? He and Cody Parkey. I don't believe you. Not even a little bit. <laughs> um, no, of course, Anders to Daniel, which we've written about. We've talked about it a lot. It's something that is going to be written about and talked about for years to come. But again, just kind of that comparison that you have to make because... They share a last name. Is that going to be one of? Is that going to be one of the you know just the broadcast go tos? Yes. Like this year, it was Jarrett Stidham's from Texas. Oh my god! Do you yes. think it, you think it's going to be Anders Carlson's, the son of Daniel Carlson? The son of Daniel Carlson. Oh my gosh! What am I doing here? What am I doing here? Yes, I think that that will Fa- definitely be on the broadcast. Father-son relationship. If that, that story comes out as true, whoa! That's a comparison right that's there. That's a comparison. <laughs> yes. Is that it? Is that it on the, the comps? I think that's it, yeah. Yep. Did you guys ever consider doing a Joey Gatewood and Cam Newton comp? Well, they're not necessarily done yet, so no spoilers or anything. But, um, I, again, it's really hard to think about kids that haven't played. I realize we just talked about Andler, Anders and um, Jashavius Whitlow, but I, I'm going to let other people make that comparison for now, for now. I'm trying to think of others that I could just throw at you. Throw them at me. None are really coming to me right now. <laughs> it's hard. It's tough. It really is. Um, 
Another one that I thought about was Nick Brahms to Casey Dunn. Um, Nick Brahms to a couple of different centers, actually. Going back, Reese Mukes came to mind. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, there are a couple that came to mind. But again, just hard to say with kids who haven't played a lot yet. Um, can, can go by hearsay on some, I think, but it's harder with others. What about Devin Barrett to Rock Thomas? Because really, the only way yeah. we only yeah. way we've seen him yeah. right now is in the receiving game. I, that was Rock Thomas. I mean, a big reason why he, why he left, we assume, is because he moved to wide receiver. My first thought is that Devin Barrett is better with ball security than Rock Thomas. Well, sure, it's not perfect, right? No, 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 it's none not of them perfect are. None at all. of them are. But yeah, I think that's a good one. What about Sean Shivers to Bo Jackson? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sean Shivers, the next greatest athlete of all time. Yes, absolutely. It's yep. about to happen. Yep. At V8 Blazing on Twitter. Yep. He's fantastic. I I can't wait to see how they use him. I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to keep saying yep. All right. (laughs) Lauren, where can people find you on Twitter and find all of your stuff? At LShoot13, seccountry.com backslash Auburn. All the content your heart could desire. Can you imagine how mad people would be if you like seriously wrote that? Whoa. I would have to delete my Twitter and start anew. Yeah. At LShoot13, delete your account. Delete. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Zach. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. This has been another edition of the loveliest podcast on the planes. Yeah.